0: Hello and welcome to Shalom Y'all, a podcast for young adults who are in or are looking towards Torah. Joining me today is Miss Charity Chapman. Say hi, Miss Charity. Hey Okay, so today we're gonna to be talking about what a Proverbs thirty one woman is, or a woman of valor. Just really what a biblical wife should look like and the term submit. In the Bible, it says to submit to your husband, and I've always struggled with this. I know that a few of my friends and family have struggled with this word, so today we're just going to go over what the true meaning of submit is and how to do it biblically. We're going to start in Proverbs 31, of course, uh, 10 through 31. This passage talks about what a woman should be in Yahweh. Okay, so I'm not going to, at this time, read all of Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, just because it's it's a little long and I don't want to be monotonous, but I have here listed a few of the things that it says for a woman to be like. What I have listed here is that this woman should be more valuable than rubies, her husband trusts her and he lacks nothing in value, she brings her husband good and no harm, She works hard at her job to provide for her family. She gives to the poor and in need. She makes her own clothing. Her husband is well-respected. She has strength and dignity. She laughs at the days to come, which is hilarious because I would love to laugh at the days to come and not look at them with fear. Every word she speaks is a lesson of kindness and is full of wisdom. She watches over her household. She's not lazy and idle. (laughs) Big struggle with that one. Uh, Her family blesses and praises her, and she is to get back her fruits of her labor. So whatever she works for, you're supposed to give back to her. And I'm going to say one of these verses because I really like it. It is verse 30 that says, Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears Adonai will be praised. What I like about verse 30 is that sometimes uh, societal standards will make you think that beauty is everything. Mm. And trying to get perfect body weight, the perfect makeup, the perfect clothes, it's all a little bit overwhelming. But in this verse, it says that Adonai does not care about that. Yes, you should present yourself in a good way and a modest way, but Adonai praises this woman because she fears him.
1: Right. So, you got anything to add on that one? Yeah, um... So throughout all of those verses, it is, you know, speaking of her character and who she is in Yahweh, like the things that she does. Um, and we know like actions are so important, especially in following Torah, you know, we know that our actions are more important than, you know, what we look like or really even, you know, words that we say are so important, but like The way that we act shows what we truly believe. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, Um, yeah. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Isn't that what they always say?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And she is, you know, through all of these verses, she's given example after example of, you know, her goodness. And not just her goodness, but the goodness that Yahweh has given to her through his own light and through, you know, the things that she has in him. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, none of those things are about her own might, but they're through him. And that is, you know, what makes a person truly beautiful. And it doesn't, um, yeah, I think she cares for herself. I think that it's important to, you know, to be desirable for your husband. I think that it's important to, um, take care of yourself and have good hygiene so that you can have a long life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think... Pretty good to brush your teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Shower every once in a while. (laughs) But she... It doesn't obviously say just that she does those things, but we can pretty much gather by how discerning she is and how, you know, wise she is and that she is lovely. Like, that she Mm -hmm. does take care of herself. And she does care about clothing. It speaks of her clothing and that her coverings are luxurious and that, that... yeah, I mean, linen, she wears linen. Linen is really hard to come by. Like, it's a process to be created. Mm-hmm. Um, It's made from flax and it takes a while to, to create linen. I couldn't imagine, like, back in those days, like, what it would take to make that. But, Oof. yeah, so you know that, like, she cares. Like, she cares how she's presented and not just her, but how her children and how her husband are presented. Mm-hmm. But those aren't her main concerns. Her main concerns are you know, not being lazy, working for her family, caring for them. In verse 19, it says she rises, or I'm sorry, 15. It says she rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and portions for her servant girls. That shows you, I've heard before that rises doesn't actually mean like get up out of bed, but like rises in from a kneeling position. So where she so has spent time yeah, with Yahweh in huh. prayer. Because right after that, it says she provides provides food for her household and portions for her servant girls. And portions, you and I, you probably mm-hmm. do, consider that to be food as well. Mm-hmm. But it's actually speaking of the law, like a Torah portion um, or the portion of whatever I can... So say that again. So... It says she rises well at a still night and provides food for her household and portions for her servant girls, and so she teaches her family. Yeah, like I didn't her know that. Huh. her maidens and is also another translation of the word servant girls. There is her maidens, which is just women younger than she is, and she teaches them with portions from we would con- what we would consider the Torah. Mm-hmm. A portion is a law and ordinance or from Torah. And here, like a side note, it says, you will be given according to your present need, never all 16, 613 laws, once to obey 100% now and forever. So, as in, like, whatever it is that you're going through, that she would provide that portion, like, to yeah. help them out,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's some times where Mama will, more along these days, because we've gotten into Torah, she'll come to me with, well, if I'm if I'm going through something or if I have a problem, she'll kind of direct me, say, "Well, what does the Bible say about that?" Mm. And Megan does that a lot to me too. She'll push me towards a Bible verse or something, and usually it has <laughs> it, it does have the answers. Yeah. So if a, a wife and a and a mother will give their kids scripture that is full of answers to their kids, so that they can and their servants, that they can actually work with it and they can do it biblically. I think that's so good because, I mean, some people will think that a woman can't teach. And clearly I have a podcast where I teach other kids my age. And it's always bothered me that some people think that a woman is absolutely not to teach. But it says that she teaches her kids. Mm -hmm. And those are the future teachers right yeah you you teach a a kid you teach a a boy that will grow up and to become a teacher or preacher where did he get that that knowledge he got it from Yahweh but he did it through you as the mother and that's always so cool that they have that ability to bring up the offspring in Yahweh's future warriors you know
1: exactly yeah I think that's so important and I think that not to get political. <laughs> but I think that that, you know, this whole like feminism movement is pulling women out of homes. yeah um, and you know, in this proverbs thirty one ten through thirty one it says, you know that she has a job. Mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that her, I mean, you know, her home isn't lacking anything in value. And I think that that's important to to note because it takes her discernment and it says that she has to discern whether or not she buys this field and plants a vineyard. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if Yahweh leads you into a business while you have children, I think that that is fine. And you should do that work with all of your heart Mm -hmm. as, you know, scripture tells us to, you know, whatsoever we do, do it heartily as to Yahweh and not to men. Um, But I think that that does not come first ever. I mean, you know, your
0: children and leading them in Yahweh comes first. Yahweh comes first and that, kind of speaks through you if you're not around all the time and there's well, no someone one around is
1: raising your children someone's you're raising there your or kids not. yeah
0: and whether that be a babysitter or a nanny that may not have the same standards as you or right. may not be in torah that's kind of scary yeah especially me who was raised in public school mm-hmm. i did most of my learning Including housely things, including life things from school. And that scares me sometimes because I have those backgrounds. And my deepest fear lately has been if I find a guy who's more Torah than me, I am the more worldly one and I'm scared of him seeing these things in me
1: and and abandoning me.
0: And I'm working, and I'm trying to lead myself into this Proverbs 31 person, but it is extremely difficult when I have a background in public school. I'm not pushing that as, like, my excuse, right. but there are some things in my life that I haven't fully pulled out. I've done a lot. I've done a lot in taking steps towards more faithfulness and just trying to get closer to the Bible and this Proverbs 31 woman, but at the same time, it really is scary to me Mm. that i have been brought up in a world including including the feminism movement yeah right i see those things in me from what i've learned in the world i'm supposed to say i'm me you don't get to control me and everything and i'm i'm trying to work that out of my head
1: yeah you see what i mean (laughs) yeah i know exactly what you mean so a fruit of the spirit is meekness (laughs) you know yowie loves a meek hearted person. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, meek means quiet, gentle, submissive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, that is exactly opposite of what is going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Like women are encouraged to be like mouthy. They're encouraged to, you know, fight and, um, be like boisterous and loud and fun. And Mm -hmm. like, you can still be fun and be meek. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, yeah, that's true. But those aren't.
0: It's it's a balance, and it's yeah. a difficult way to balance, especially if you're just starting out in yeah. Torah and you're just starting out looking for a future guy, or you're trying to figure out your life at this yeah. point. Uh, I know that you guys, as married people, and as you're a little bit older than me, uh, you've not figured out everything, but you've figured out a lot of things that I haven't yet. And um, I know you have your own struggles, but it's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. That's why I come to you, and that's why I come to the other ladies of the fellowship, because Mm. I want to know. And I think that this this Proverbs 31 woman, if I were her, would go to her teachers and go to other people that know more, that they don't, they're not too proud to come to people to ask right, yeah. for questions, ask for answers to their questions. And yeah, that's another reason why I had you on. And that's why I had Megan and Sarah, just because they're a little bit older than me, mm. uh, just to take me in the right direction. And in the same way, leading them towards answering these questions yeah. themselves,
1: you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, you were saying like, you're worried that like, you're not gonna like, coming out of the pre-Torah life that you had, mm-hmm. it's a sanctification process. Yahweh takes us and sees a heart that is willing to follow him wholeheartedly. And he is, you know, takes that heart of stone and turns it into flesh and he strips things away and it's painful, but <laughs> Definitely. we, we, he is refining us. I mean, he's mm-hmm. making us as pure gold and to look like pure gold is to look like Yeshua. Mm-hmm. And, it's not easy it's not an easy process especially being raised in the world and becoming the Proverbs 31 woman I don't think is ever fully possible at the same time mm-hmm. so well I mean even being like,
0: completely perfect isn't right right she is
1: yeah she is definitely what we or you know any, Bible believer would consider the perfect woman, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure most men (laughs) would think that too. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) think that they would think that's the perfect woman for them. But, like, there are times that I'm great at, like, speaking to my kids with Torah and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, leading them to Torah and leading them, you know, to Scripture whenever, like, there's problems and praying with them, like, um, as problems arise. There's times whenever I'm great at that, but I may be failing at cooking every meal super healthy. Yeah. Or I may be failing at, I don't know, there's a billion things. <laughs> or, like, but I'm never, like, perfect at all of them at yeah. the same time. No one is. And even whenever, like, like, Ruth, for example, her and Boaz, when it, she was considered this woman of valor. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't all of the Proverbs 31 woman at the time, but she was considered the Proverbs 31 woman. hmm
0: she got close. Right. And yeah. she tried to live her life like yeah. it. And you, you can do yeah.
1: <laughs> you can do all of them. You just can't do all of them at the same time. And I think that striving for that and following Yahweh, like in what he, you know, like in his heart for the woman to be, you know, for a woman of Yahweh, like what she is supposed to look like. Striving for that and continually getting better at that and I think is the only way to ever get close to being as, mm. you know.
0: That's the same thing with, like, following his commandments right, yeah. and everything. You're never going to be perfect. But yeah. if you, if God sees you, if he always sees you trying to do his ways and trying to learn the and festivals, mm. trying not to eat pork, all these things that we've come to learn and everything, I believe that he doesn't, even if we're wrong, or even if we're going down getting too technical with it, he can still see you're trying. I gave you my word. I gave you this Proverbs 31 example to look at, and you've been trying to be like her, that he's going to be like, good job.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the goal anyway. (laughs) It's the goal. (laughs) Okay. So
0: I was looking at some verses about modesty, Mm -hmm. and I ran across 1 Timothy 2, 8 through, uh, I believe it's 15. So actually it starts at 9. It says, Likewise, women are to adorn themselves in appropriate clothing with modesty and sound judgment, not in seductive hairstyles and gold or pearls or costly clothing, but what is suitable for women, claiming godliness through good deeds. Let a woman receive training in a quiet demeanor with complete respect for order. But I do not allow a woman to train or dictate to a man, but to be in a quiet demeanor. For Adam was first formed and eve also adam was not deceived but the woman being deceived she fell into transgression (laughs) nevertheless she will be sustained through childbearing if they continue in faithfulness and love and holiness with sound judgment so all of this just saying that she's to be submissive she's to be modest and she's supposed to be quiet which
1: are all the things that feminism these days are not (laughs) right And I don't don't think it just necessarily means that she can't talk. So it says, I do not allow a woman to train or dictate a man, but to be in quiet demeanor. Um, I think that that is, it doesn't say her husband, which I mean, she shouldn't do that to her husband. (laughs) But like, yeah, feminism would say, like, you can put a man in this place. It's totally fine. Why would you not if he's doing the wrong thing? But meekness and, you know, the spirit of meekness tells us like why like what like is it appropriate to do that Mm -hmm. no i mean like it's just gonna cause drama we're supposed to be at peace yeah um i think that you know as far as modesty is concerned like again (laughs) it's not just the clothing that she wears which i think you know your clothing should point to yahweh it Mm -hmm. should you know you should be approachable and and approachable in like a good way like i don't mean you know because you could wear head-to-toe clothing and, like, dress in all black and, like, chains <laughs> and stuff and be modest, technically, but that isn't, yeah you know, that isn't approachable. That isn't, you know, saying, hey, I'm a male or a female of Yahweh, you know. Yeah. Um, it's also in her demeanor and how she carries herself. And you're not going to see a woman fighting a man or yelling at a man or fussing at him and trying to teach him what's right mm-hmm. and think, Oh, she is—you know—very level-headed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got, you know, she's got her life together. Yeah, it's in
0: it's in what she says. It's in everything that she does.
1: Mm-hmm. Actions again are yeah. so important.
0: <laughs> okay, so we've discussed what a biblical woman is, and leading into that is a biblical wife, and I have a few verses here that pretty much says what a wife is to be. In Genesis two twenty four, it says this is why a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, because they are one flesh. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere that it says if you're one flesh and one person, you do not want to disrespect your other half. Everything you do should be reflected on by your husband. Mm-hmm. If you go out and you do something really bad, that comes back on your husband. Right. Or it comes back on your wife. And... In the same way, you don't go out and say bad things about your husband to other people because right. you're one flesh. Because right, you yeah. take you take your the guy's last name right, and yeah. what you do in life and just everything should be good and should lift his name up.
1: Right, exactly. I think that, you know, marriage, you take your husband's last name. So, you know, I'm no longer Charity Shay, I'm Charity Chapman. And so people, you know, will often be like, oh, are you Tyler Chapman's wife? And they, you know, not saying that they know me because I'm his wife, but they know him and they see me and then Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, well, I know him. So, you know, I know you, too. If they, you know, were to see me acting in a way that is other than what my husband preaches or Mm -hmm. what my my husband teaches or what he is trying to do as a man of Yahweh, then they're going to be like. It's a hypocrite. (laughs) Yeah. This man does not have his house in order and it is going to look really, really bad on him. Mm -hmm. So your garment in scripture and obviously your garment, if you hear the word garment, you think clothing, right? Mm -hmm. It's what you're wearing. Names are what you wear. You wear your name, you know, everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. But you also wear the name. Like I wear the name of Yahweh. I wear the name of Yeshua. Mm -hmm. I wear the name of my husband. And I know that the things that I do should reflect those names Mm -hmm. and the things I say, of course, as well. But your name is who you are and it reflects on who they are. I would hate more than anything (laughs) to have to see Yahweh and be like, you know what? Yeah, I was wearing Yeshua's name whenever I did that, whenever I broke out that law. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, ouch. Yeah, that one's a
0: pretty bad way. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I was, you know, I was wearing your name and, you know, this is where you caught me or this is what I was doing or I don't know. I just can't like, you know, none of us are perfect. And I think like thinking of that, like, obviously he sees everything and he knows everything and we will have to stand before him. one day. Obviously, we know (laughs) that we will have to answer for our actions. And I think that that's something to consider, you know, that we should be wearing his name, not just. You know, for what it looks like for others, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know what I'm saying, like not for the sake of like what other people may think of us. Yeah. But like you would never want to bring dishonor to such a holy name. We should be putting on clothing of righteousness and wearing that righteousness and proudly as, you know, children of Yahweh. Mm hmm. And as a married wife, you know, you should be proud of your husband. And um, even in Proverbs 31, it says that her husband is respected at the city gates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to think that that is because she is encouraging him. She's always pushing him to do the right thing. And yeah, and I don't want to say pushing isn't like she's over him, but mm-hmm. like encouraging she's him helping and him. helping him. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: Like keeping, kind of keeping him in check in a way. So, yeah. like, if he's doing it right, he should come to his wife with all the things that in his life and ask her about it, and she's to give a Yahweh-led answer. So, mm. it, it's not exactly pushing in the harsh connotation right, yeah. that it is. It's more like a nudge-nudge in the right direction of yeah. what would Yahweh do. Right. Because sometimes when you get into, and this is for me too, when you get into... Kind of that you have your own opinion and you're sticking by that opinion, or you're mad at someone. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking straight, exactly, and I think yeah. that the wife and even the husband sometimes will step in and be that neutral party and yeah. be like, "Well, that's this is what he always says, yeah, and this is what you're doing right now, so we
1: need to fix this." Yeah, and that's interchangeable; works both ways. Oh yeah, you know, we both definitely need, need some... that for a husband. <laughs> yeah, we both need some of that. Like, hey, what are you doing? You're not doing the right thing, and yeah you know, obviously all in the name of what Yahweh says is right and wrong and not what we, you know, believe is right and wrong as Mm -hmm. far as personal opinion.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, I have three other verses. They are kind of, like, miscellaneous verses about a wife. Proverbs 18.22 says, Whoever finds a wife finds good and receives favor from Adonai. Proverbs 19.14 says, House and wealth are an inheritance from fathers... But a prudent wife is from Adonai. And then Proverbs twelve four says, A virtuous wife is her husband's crown, but a dishonoring one is like rottenness in his bones. Mm-hmm. And that one is kind of scary because rottenness in your bones yeah. takes your foundation. Yeah. In, in your body. If you have rottenness or a disease in your bones, you have nothing to stand on. Just like if you don't have like Torah, and you don't have his commandments, you're gonna fail immediately. Mm -hmm. And having that ability to kind of cripple your husband is scary. So you should, I I would want to be, I would want to strive to be his version of the Proverbs 31 woman, the -hmm. perfect woman, because I do not want to bring just like I don't want to be a frost prophet in my teachings to people, I don't want to bring bad things to
1: other people, especially right. my husband. Especially the man who is supposed to leave you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, hello, uh... we're all going down. So, <laughs> lead there, in Proverbs 14.1, it says, A wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think we're either doing one or the other at all times, you know, Mm -hmm. the kind words that we say or the actions that we do, whether they be, you know, nice or, you know, not so nice, or Mm -hmm. maybe even if it's unintentional, of course, I would never like try to be mean. Um, (laughs) But I think that we're always doing one of those things. Mm -hmm. Like our actions are always leading like one way or the other. And yeah, why would you want to tear your own house down? That's so sad to me to think that like I could be responsible. Yeah, you know, like my children not having a family <laughs> or, yeah. you know, and I mean it happens. Or,
0: like, there's some households that I'll see that they're like, why have my children gone astray? Why have, I've been teaching good and everything and they've still gone away, but when you look at their life, you can see them either bad-mouthing their husband or doing things that Maybe getting away from their husband and not providing like they should, and you can see how the the balls are rolling the butterfly effect of if you're not taking care of your household and if you're not respecting your husband, it can mm-hmm. kind of lead to some pretty bad things, mm-hmm. and of course, I don't want that in my future, so i'm that I'm striving to. Yeah. get that in, in my head now by yeah. talking to you and talking to other people about it. <laughs> and on that note, in Colossians three eighteen, it says, Wives, submit yourself to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. In any case, let each of you love his own wife as himself and let the wife respect her. The word submit. I struggle with this word because from the connotation that I've been brought up, not by my parents, but by society and everything, this has been shown in a really bad light, and a really bad connotation. Submit in my brain at the moment equals slave.
1: Right.
0: And I've been searching and I've been researching on this word to find if it actually means that. To see if I'm supposed to be this, like, thoughtless slave to my husband because I don't want to be. Right. It sounds kind of sad mm. and it kind of pulls me away from marriage a little bit. Mm. It, it's gotten me a little bit off of the track of marriage. In Titus 2 4 through 5 and Ephesians 5 23 through 24, it also says submit. Mm. And going through the blue letter Bible, <coughs> so the Greek version of the New Testament, going back to the roots, all three of the verses that I have listed and you can look up for yourself, the submit, is the same exact word. Mm-hmm. And forgive me if I say this wrong. It is at atso, which means to place or rank under, to subject or to obey. None of that says slave to me. Right. That says respect. It mm-hmm. says obey. And even in the Ephesians verse, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as Messiah also is head of his community. Mm-hmm. And it says that Messiah's community is to submit to him just as the wife submit to their husbands. Mm-hmm. So I know that you have a lot to say on this subject, mm-hmm. so I'm going to let you go ahead and go through with it because I really want your opinion on these
1: things mm-hmm. and from what you've learned over the years. Okay, so I'm a very hard-headed person by nature. <laughs> I like to be independent. I would really, you know... If I had thought that the word meant slave, I probably would have been a little bit more hesitant as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more harsh on the subject because I grew up a lot around my grandparents. And my grandma worked as a nurse. Like, she worked, you know, 24, 12-hour shifts, sorry. And my grandpa had, like, a bunch of, like, side businesses and he ran, like, a small farm. But my grandma would get off of her shift. And make sure my grandpa had everything he needed. Mm-hmm. She would bring him his plate, whether he'd be sitting on at the couch or at the table. Like, she would bring his plate to him.
0: Oh, this is a side note for uh, any listeners. We are at the Chapman's house, and they have a bunch of great kids. Uh, so if you hear anybody in the background, it's
1: probably Asher. <laughs> He's running around. Okay, anyways, let's get back to it. So, you know, I witnessed that a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. I witnessed that she, she was tired. Obviously, she'd been on her feet taking care of people who needed her all night. But she always made sure that he had what he needed. Mm -hmm. And she didn't complain. She wasn't, like, fussy about it. Although, I'm sure she wanted to be. And, (laughs) I'm like, sometimes she was in a bad mood. But she was never, like, hateful towards Mm -hmm. him. She was never like, oh, well, you just get up and get it yourself. So, because I had that growing up and I had witnessed those things, I do have more of a traditional view on submissiveness than Mm -hmm. this like new age like feminism movement that is if you have a husband you are being put under someone you know like you're being put under someone else's Mm rule. it's different times (laughs) yeah and I just want to say for you and for like literally everyone else who thinks that specifically for people who are followers of Yahweh you have to remember that the husband that you will be submitting to is someone that you choose Mm -hmm. someone that Yahweh that you've prayed for and that Yahweh will bless you with. And it will be someone who is a follower of Yahweh as well. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. I mean, I would pray that, you Mm -hmm. know, if that man that you choose and who also chooses you, you and he have a good relationship. And then one day you decide to get married and he is a man of Yahweh and you can trust that he is going to lead you with the words of the father mm-hmm. and like with the ruach and in him then you don't have to worry you know the scripture yourself you always have that you know you always have the ruach Hocodesh. you always have scripture mm-hmm. you know i think that that comes into like checks and balances there in that you know marital husband wife situation but as far as Having a husband who you trust is so valuable. I know it talks about like finding a woman who is, you know, is valuable, you know, but
0: you also have to find a husband that's valuable right. too and, in other ways, though. Yeah.
1: And if you, if he loves you as he is called to do, husbands are called to love their wives. I don't know if you know that. It never says, wives love your husbands
0: yeah it's not just one way
1: right it says they have
0: their own things it says that they're supposed to yeah. respect the wife to take care of her mm-hmm. put a roof over her head and yeah. sometimes i can forget that well, because yeah. it mostly seems like it's a one-way thing of wives
1: submit to your husbands yeah well wives are husbands are called to love their wives and to not be harsh with them mm-hmm. wives are called to respect their husbands. Mm-hmm. a great way to show respect obviously is by honoring them and honoring their wishes. Now, my marriage personally, I know that I have a good relationship with my husband. So I know that if we disagree on something, ultimately his word stands because I have to trust that he is doing what is best for our family Mm -hmm. in the name of Yahweh. But that being said, if I disagree with him, I will lovingly and kindly tell him I disagree with him. I will talk to him. I mean, you don't have to fight or argue it doesn't have to be horrible Mm -hmm. but you can like lovingly tell them why you disagree or why you think that you know that is the wrong way to go about things and my husband hears me out Mm -hmm. like a husband who loves you will want to listen to you and what will value your opinion
0: that's what i want (laughs) yeah
1: and he a husband who values your opinion and like that's another thing i have to trust that like he has heard my opinion and he has considered it and thought about it and if he decides to go against what I believe, I have to believe that it's for the better. Mm-hmm. That being said, your husband answers for you one day. If you do something, that also falls on your husband. If your children do something that falls on your husband, he has to answer for that. Your husband is your cover I didn't know that. That's
0: a lot of pressure. So, in that respect, I'm glad I'm a male.
1: (laughs) I can just double check those verses, but your husband is responsible for his household. Mm -hmm. And so you have to believe that he's going to make the right choice for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever you're dating, you have to consider these things. Like, is this man level headed? Mm -hmm. Does he care about my thoughts? Does he care about my feelings? Like, is he trying to protect me? Being submissive to someone who is just a boyfriend or just, like, a fiancé, even. Mm-hmm. Submitting to them is not, like, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can do that. I mean, it's that. Good to
0: practice it. Right. Because I, I don't, I, I've never right. thought of the thing as, like, you go straight from dating and then suddenly a, a switch clicks. Oh, right. No, and you're like, exactly. oh,
1: whoa, submission! But <laughs> you are called to submit to your husband and to Yahweh. You're not called to submit to any other, any other husband yeah, or any other male at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, using wisdom and discernment on what to submit to based on, you know, what is right and wrong via scripture and, you know, via Yahweh is, is more important. But submitting to your husband does not mean that you're a slave to him, but it means that you trust him Mm -hmm. and that you Trust that he cares for you and that he's going to make the right decision for your good and that of your family. So, I don't think that submissiveness in the sense of slavery is anywhere near what the picture of it is supposed to be. Yeah. Yahweh is first. Mm -hmm. Then Yeshua is the covering of man. Mm -hmm. The man is the covering of the woman. So, it even like there is so much pressure. On husbands. Oh, yeah. Like, their responsibility is so great to not think that your husband would have your best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's respecting him. You know, like, because if he, if he has an answer for these things, if he has to, for example, in Torah, it speaks of if a girl, a daughter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or a wife does something and she makes a contract of some kind with someone. Oh, yeah. And he hears about it, the father or the husband has the ability to go and break that contract. Mm-hmm. That's also true for spiritual contracts. That's also true for, I mean, if anything. If he has the ability to do that, you know that, again, that pressure, that amount of pressure of like, mm-hmm. hey, this is their, you know, this is their for their good or, you know, this they did something that is not for their good yeah, and cause... have the ability to do that. Like that's a lot of pressure. You Cause... have to believe that they are.
0: It also says that if he hears it Mm -hmm. and he does nothing about it, that's on him. Yeah. If he doesn't hear it and she goes through with it, then Uh he didn't know. But if he hears it and he says, okay, she's good to do that and it ends up being bad for her. Or if that contract is something that's not pleasing to Yahweh, Mm -hmm. that's on
1: him. Yeah.
0: That's scary. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And... Yeah, so men, I think, I think men have a lot of bad names, like, bad, like, connotations tied to them.
0: It's easy to forget what they do. Yeah. And what they have on their shoulders. They're
1: so strong. I mean, like, Yahweh makes them to be the stronger Mm
0: -hmm. half,
1: and they are, and that's okay. Women have strengths in their own ways, Mm -hmm. and men have their own strengths, and men have weaknesses, and women have weaknesses, Mm and I think that those things complement each other. And I think that finding the spouse that complements those things nicely is, you know, the goal. (laughs) It's difficult. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's difficult. But, you know, whenever you do, of course, there will still be, you know, bumps in the road and things that you have to work out and figure out. But whenever you find those things and you learn how to work those together for good, Mm -hmm. it's really good. I mean, it's great for your children. It's great for your marriage and Um, You can have a really strong marriage that way. And I think just knowing that he's going to lead you in the right way and being able to trust in him and knowing that he trusts in you and trusts in your opinion and um, knows that he considers those things. I think Mm -hmm. that that is the key in the whole missing, like, I don't want to submit thing or I don't want to, you know, like that submitting might be hard.
0: Yeah, I I definitely pray and I know my mama prays a lot for it, because uh, she prayed a lot, and she, uh, and Yahweh gave Megan and Jared, mm-hmm. and I believe that he is that, that other part of that, because he, he respects her so much, and loves her so much, and everybody can see that, yeah. and he takes her opinion, and he weighs it with his own, and yeah, yeah sometimes they disagree, but I can see that they work it out. And he respects her opinion. Mm-hmm. And I pray every day that I find that and that my friends find that. That Abby does because I know she's in Torah with me. And her boyfriend, Josiah, he has the beginnings of that. And I can see that because he loves her so much and that he yeah. respects her. And sometimes it's it's hard because I see Megan, I see Sarah, and I see Abby finding that in someone. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really yet. And I believe that Yahweh is pushing the patience on me and yeah. that test of patience, which I'm not very good at, but I'm learning to deal with. So in the meantime, I've been studying on how to be a good wife and how to be submissive to my husband because that matters in the run, long run. Mm-hmm. I think God or Yahweh is building me up in my faith, letting me in, be independent in how he needs me to be yeah. before another person comes in. Right. He's trying to... The way I see it is he's trying to make me as close as that to that Proverbs thirty-one woman so that when the husband when my future husband comes, he can do what he needs to do and I can do what I need to do because maybe I'm not ready right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe these these factors of just rebellion in me that I can see even maybe I need to work on that. Yeah. And and I'm not a very present person. I want the things to be done now. So, it's definitely a test on my part. But I read this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if it was a post on Facebook or something. Or I think Ab- Abriella sent it to me. It says, um, I prayed for strength and Yahweh sent me a, a struggle. A, a-, a mm-hmm. test. I prayed for knowledge and he sent me a situation that I can learn from. And it, it, And praying for a husband and everything may not be Yahweh's plan for me right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to understand that and learn that more. But it's definitely a little bit challenging Mm -hmm. because I want to be happy. But I guess I have to find my own happiness first before I find it in
1: someone else. You know what I mean? Well, Yahweh is doing work in you and he may be doing work in that person too. And it may not be time for that person, you know? Yeah. And... I think praying for them because he knows who they are. I think that praying for them is, you know, super important. <laughs> yeah, don't... we've
0: always been told to pray for our future spouses. Yeah. I get, I do that more now than <laughs> I did as a little kid because I'm like, Ugh, ew, yeah. boys and cooties. I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it. And then now I'm like, please, Yahweh, help
1: him, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring him to me. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I think that you will. I think that he's right around the corner. You just gotta keep doing what you're doing and let Yahweh sanctify you more and more, mm-hmm. and let him, let him make you more like him. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the the quote that says, "Be so hidden in Yahweh that the man has to go through him to get to you." I have
0: not. That's yeah. good though, huh?
1: Yeah, I always think that that's so cute, like, but... Uh, Put that on a t-shirt, you Yeah, know? <laughs> I need <knew> that
0: one. <laughs> okay, so we're getting towards the end mm-hmm. of this episode. Uh, what I wanted to ask and what I wanted my listeners to hear is, do you have any advice for either people who are going through dating or are going through at the start of marriage just to... Just, Some advice for them that you've learned from being in marriage to Tyler. Because I can see some things that y'all do that I want to do whenever I have a husband. Don't cry. (laughs) No. But as Megan had said in one of our last podcasts, we pick apart the people in the Torah and we find little things that we like about. Maybe it's an action or maybe it's Mm -hmm. a word that they say that that you say that you love them more often than what we may be used to so do
1: you have any like little things to say to anyone uh, as far as dating is concerned i would say don't settle don't settle just because you want marriage so remember you know all those things i said about like you have to believe that that man like trusts you you have to believe that he's doing what's best for you to believe in that you have to know that person and you have to love them and know that they love you. And that's not just like, Oh, I love you so much. You're amazing. (laughs) That's like, you know, would die for you would do, you know, would know that like if his consequence or if his choice is wrong and it led to death, he would be okay with that because it meant good for you. Mm -hmm. So don't settle. (laughs) Don't settle for someone that you don't know that that's going to happen because you have a choice to some extent, I believe in picking that spouse. Don't settle for someone that you don't think will consider your opinion and value you or think of you as more precious than rubies. (laughs) You want someone who will do those things. So for sure, take your time, be patient, be prayerful, ask Yahweh for wisdom and discernment in dating. And I know that like the desire of like having a husband or having someone especially like with the whole age thing, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm getting older. I don't, you know, I'm still not married. I'm still not engaged. My time is ticking. (laughs) Yeah. And that I think is really a dangerous thought process. Whenever you are thinking of a spouse, because you could just be like, Oh, well this one's available and he treats me pretty good. So like, you know, why not get married? I think that that is super dangerous. And I think that you should take your time. Pray. Pray consider those things and let Yahweh lead you where he wants to lead you Mm -hmm. um for anyone yeah do you
0: have anything for uh for newly married or just being married in general anything that you found about I guess Tyler or about men in general that you've learned or how to be a good Proverbs 31 wife
1: in today's time yeah as far as marriage goes Marriage is not perfect. No marriage is perfect. No marriage doesn't have arguing or disagreements. Everyone has challenges. And like I can sit here and tell you, like, oh, everything has been perfect the whole, you know, what? Oh, how many? Is it? Don't you dare lie on my podcast, Charity. <laughs> but they haven't. Like we have had arguments. We have, you know, been angry with each other. I mean, more so I get angrier, I think, than he does. And I think that he is very good at being kind to me when I'm angry. I am very quick to, like, I just, he'll want to, he immediately forgives. He's like, I'll be like, I'm sorry. He's like, okay, I love you. And like, just gives me a hug and a kiss. And like, I don't, he's like that with everybody. He's always been that way. I admire that about him, but. I am like, I'm going to need a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need a minute to like process things. I need a minute to like be mad. I just need to be mad. Yeah. And I think that the most important thing I can say whenever your marriage is facing disagreements is that you are a team and that you are not fighting against each other. You're fighting against the issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Because whenever you start like attacking each other and it becomes personal it hurts your marriage. Mm-hmm. It hurts. You e- You hurt each other. And like, you can't, you can't take that back. Mm-hmm. But whenever you realize like, Hey, we have a problem and we need to get through it together. Then it's more of a solution based. Yeah. You know, disagreement. And it's not as much of an argument. I think that I wish that I would have known that earlier. And I wish I would have been trained to mm-hmm. look at arguments like that. But that is something that is definitely helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Making sure that, you know, not every, like not nitpicking all the time and, you know, being an encouraging wife to your husband is so important. Encouragement goes so far in any marriage. I mean, regardless of what their love language is or encouraging anyone, even as a husband encouraging a wife, like it builds you up. And anytime that you're building up the other person, you feel appreciated and you feel valued and you feel like you're bringing something to the table and you know you always want to make the person who is you know your team (laughs) you know you always want to make them feel valued yeah and the last thing i would say is this a lot of people think like marriage relationships are 50 50 but i have found that that is not true sometimes it's 80 20 sometimes it's you know 90 10 or 60 40 like sometimes the husband falls apart and he just needs his wife to love him mm-hmm. or he's having a hard time and like and sometimes the wife is you know has her own problems and just needs the husband to like lean on mm-hmm. and that selfless love that like hey this person isn't you know isn't emotionally available or physically available to give me 50 percent of them right now like yeah. i need to bring more to the table i need to like You know, do something that I don't usually do that they usually do. Yeah. Because they can't do that right now.
0: That, that definitely, I would love (laughs) that portion because I'll see in some uh, areas and it may fall. Usually it falls to the guy, but picking up where the spouse leaves off. Mm. So if you're in a bad state of mind for a week or something, Mm. doing the dishes. Yeah. Like, even once a day, or bringing home flowers or something. Just, yeah. like, something little. I'm My love language, I believe, parts of it is gifts. Yeah. And I always love whenever people bring things to me that they think would bring joy to me. Yeah. And not that I hope that my husband gives me gifts all the time, but if he sees that I'm in a bad mental state, or he sees that something's wrong with me, mm-hmm. that he'll do the little things for me. Yeah. And I hope I can do that to him, for him, someday, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, bringing up a point that you had said, I have always gotten the advice the these days of never say divorce. Right, yeah. And because the fighting, mm-hmm. as you said, it's, your fight is with the problem, not mm-hmm. with your spouse. Right. And I love that. Because that would give you a good mindset of it never leads to divorce because you know that there There's a solution. There's a solution. Right. Yeah. And mom has always taught us that it should never be said, it should never be joked about because mm-hmm. once you get it in your mind, it's stuck there.
1: Yeah. You know? Satan uses that for sure. Like mm-hmm. he is like, Oh, you thought about it. Well, what do I want to do? I want to rip it apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Let's just blow this thing wide open. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, we have come to the end of this episode on a Proverbs 31, essentially, wife. Um, I hope that you guys are having a good week this week. I am definitely having a good week. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday, so definitely having a good week. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I know that I have a few people that listen to my podcast that I may not know, so I'm really excited that people actually listen to me. This is my way of spreading the news and i really hope that i can continue doing so just to end it off just want to say shalom y'all shalom y'all